1: I love this state. I love our community. I cannot imagine wanting to run for public office. <laughs> I mean, it's it's hard enough talking to you guys every day based on the tax. That not you, Dan Cook. I mean, you know. Oh, well, I know. So why would a self-described nerdy engineer not only want to run for the Minneapolis City Council, but want to be its president? Uh, he is one of the most interesting political... Uh, leaders in our community right now. And Elliot Payne is with us in studio today. Elliot, thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. Glad I- to be here. I'm just so fascinated in kind of your journey and how you ended up at uh, City Hall. And then now, when you look at this group, and as as a outsider watching, you think, there are a lot of interesting personalities on the city council, like trying to balance all of the needs of making people heard and making the community heard. And all of this, I just think it's so interesting. Are, it's not too late. You can step down if you want. <laughs> no, I don't think I'll be doing that anytime soon. <laughs> Why did you want to be the council president?
2: You know, there's a, there's a choice that you're making every day. Every day you wake up and you're deciding to either lean in and, and 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 take on the world, or maybe sometimes you're needing to lean back. And I think that comes in seasons, right? And this is a season where I really feel like I need to be leaning in. Um, you know, if, if you want to run for elected office, but you don't want to carry a heavy burden with that choice, maybe you need to make a different choice. And so one of the reasons I ran for president is, you know, that's, I care really passionately about the city. I care really passionately about the future of safety in our city. I care very passionately about the future of workers in our city. And I want to lean into that. And there's a lot of challenges to navigate in that.
1: Uh, one, of, one of my followers on Twitter asked how your experience as an engineer colors your approach in City Hall. I thought that was an interesting question. Yeah,
2: that's a great question. Uh, You know, what's interesting about engineering is, you especially I I was a mechanical engineer, and that's a field that's actually extremely broad. So you don't learn the specifics of how to program a robot when you're in school, but you learn kind of a methodology and a way of thinking that helps you break things, like big, complex challenges down into kind of smaller Mm. problems that you can actually kind of wrap your arms around and solve. And then you build up to the big, complex solution. And so I kind of take that way of thinking into my work every day.
1: Where are we as Minneapolis? Are we in the breaking down phase to a, or are we in the building up? We're in
2: the building up phase. That is a for sure. And I think that anybody who's lived in this city uh, in recent memory, but especially since 2020, has profoundly felt what it feels like to be broken down. And I think one of the things I'm most excited about about this moment is we're, we're in a building phase. We're in a healing phase. We're in a um, figuring out how to be
1: Minneapolis again phase. Elliot Payne is the president of the Minneapolis City Council. Let's talk about safety. You brought it up. It's for sure uh, a question that I think residents and non-residents are, are concerned about. Um, you know, this week, some good data came out on violent crime. I think it's some of the non-headline grabbing crime that affects people's livability, that has people concerned about coming down. Can we really make a dent in that type of stuff? Not I'm not talking about homicide and, you know, I, there are other forces that drive crime besides whether or not you have policing. No, that, but, and I'm concerned that with only 565 officers, that we don't have enough people to kind of really get after some of the the robberies and the livability stuff. That's a actually
2: great expression of this idea of breaking things down, right? I think that in the wake of the murder of George Floyd and the uprising that followed from that, um, we were talking about safety as this big giant problem Mm. and we weren't breaking it down into its component parts. And some of those component parts are around, you know, what are the actual challenges that we're facing on the ground? Um, Crime is a lot of things. It can, just like you said, it can be very severe and violent, but it can just be those everyday livability issues that make you wonder, Oh, do I want to go downtown today for dinner? Or would I rather, you know, stay home and order delivery? Uh, you need to be able to break it down to understand what you, what the what the challenge actually is and i think that one of the big challenges really is kind of emerging as a result of you know setting aside even just the intensity of what we lived through with the uprising just the simple fact that so many people have been working from home means you just have less people downtown yeah, that means you have less sure. eyes on the street and so when you start understanding that um There's these compounding factors, all that are intersecting with each other. You can actually start coming up with solutions to address some of those. So, for instance, downtown is unique in that it has the safety ambassador program that's funded through a lot of the large um, buildings that exist down here through a special tax district. But that safety ambassador program their eyes and ears on the street, they're a helpful, it's awesome. friendly face. It's awesome. I love those guys. Right. How yeah. do we have that in the rest of the city? So one of the big things that we passed in the city council in our budget this year was to expand that program to other parts of the city and other commercial corridors because mm-hmm. a lot of it is just having the eyes and ears on the street so that people feel safe and feel that presence.
1: Elliot, officers have said that they feel abandoned by the city council specifically. Um, You know, if the city council. Well, let me ask it this way. Do you support Minneapolis police? I support an accountable
2: police department that is delivering constitutional policing, keeping our community safe and being really invested in supporting our community. Absolutely.
1: So when officers say that they don't feel supported. well you know, if you had the Public Works Department saying that they feel like the city council doesn't support them, I think it wouldn't be so difficult for city council members to say, well, of course we support the Public Works Department. Why is it so hard just to say, yes, I support Minneapolis police and we want it to be better? I think that, again, we need to break things down.
2: We can't just have these overly simplified conversations. Are you pro-police or anti-police, right? When we're saying policing... One of the things that's really important to recognize is that it's a very traumatic job to be a part of. And then it feeds to this cycle of trauma. Uh, you know, we are, we're dealing a lot with a lot of these PTSD claims. And I was meeting with um, some of our advisors around how we should be navigating these PTSD claims. Um, this was an attorney who is former military, um, ser- served overseas. And he was comparing what was it like to be a Marine serving overseas versus a, a police officer mm. And a a Marine serving overseas – and Marines are kind of a a heavy combat part of our military, right? Yeah. But even in combat, they happen in these big spikes or you actually have these big times in between where it's actually a lot of sitting around. If you're a police officer, you're going in call after call. Yeah, there's no break, There's no break. And the example he used is like every police officer has had to hold a dead baby at some point. When you think about the yeah. profound impact that that's going to have on somebody's psyche, on how they're going to show up, and then you have to go to the next call after experiencing something like that, uh, we, that system of policing is not healthy for the police officers, and it creates a lack of health for our community. And so I don't support that system of policing that's asking people to run at the worst aspects of our society and gives them no support. And no space to process and heal from that. And it's leading to a lot of these secondary and tertiary impacts on our community, like, you know, a lot of domestic violence exists. Most officers would agree with you. Right. The
1: the way they're doing it isn't how they want to be doing it. So
2: I I don't support a system of policing that forces police officers to have to show up in that way. We need to rethink the entire system of policing so that we are giving that space for officer health and wellness and that we also have – the right and appropriate first responder for the other types of emergencies that happen. We don't send the police to a, a, a house fire. We don't send an ambulance to a bank robbery. We need to match first responder with the need and have the right appropriate uh, first responders to respond
1: Elliot Payne is with us, the city council president. The first uh, policy issue brought before your city council in the first meeting was a ref uh, was a a statement, a vote uh, to talk about what's going on in Israel. Is that the right topic or the right thing to be the first thing that you guys are dealing with? Or does that really matter? So there is a tradition of the first meeting of the year to
2: be more of a, of a um, celebration, frankly, more 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 of a ceremonial celebrate uh, a, a meeting, and you don't usually take business up on the first meeting. Um, the reality is that that ceasefire resolution was being worked on towards the end of the year last year, and just because of the council calendar, there was a missed opportunity to get it uh, on the agenda, and. The, the the bombing is still happening right now. Whether our council calendar cares about that, whether or not our tradition of keeping the first meeting ceremonial, we have to ground ourselves in the humanitarian crisis that's actually unfolding in front of us and actually um, respond to that proportionally, right? Uh, this is a very disproportionate humanitarian crisis that's happening. Me, on a personal level, what I have preferred to have uh, – had the focus on me for my first meeting for president, sure, why not? But you need to step outside of those personal interests and recognize the weight and gravity of what's happening in the world and recognize that what's happening in Gaza is affecting us right here in Minneapolis. Uh, Just over the Christmas break, um, there's a mosque in my ward that got uh, shot at. There's Islamophobia that's unfolding in our city. There's anti-Semitism that's unfolding in our city. And it is the right responsibility for city council to speak up against that type of uh, activity that's happening in our city and to recognize what is the source of that. And so I think we we need to get this right. The reason that we forwarded it to our committee through our standard process of governing is so that we could have a public discourse about this.
1: Is it right for the city of Minneapolis to say that the U.S. should stop giving military aid or financial aid to Israel? I think
2: it's absolutely appropriate for all levels of government to engage with all other levels of government. I'm constantly working with our partners at the county and the state as it respond, as it relates to our homeless response. Well, nobody we would question
1: to, that, but I think people are questioning why anybody would care what the City of Minneapolis City Council has to say.
2: That's that 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 sounds right on its face, but you have to recognize that in a democracy There are mechanisms so that individuals can voice their opinion at all levels of government. And we at the local level are the most accessible form of government. And we are hearing from our constituents the pain that they're experiencing watching this conflict unfold. And they feel helpless. And one of the minimal things that we can do as their local representatives is to amplify their voice and make sure it's heard by the right levels of government. So I think it carries weight when a local government passes a resolution that asks – our federal leaders to think differently about their foreign policy.
1: What is one thing that you wish the city, the media were talking about as far as something that is going to be part of your agenda here in the city council? You know, when
2: I ran in 2021, so much of the oxygen was taken up about policing and funding of policing and who stood on what stage when. Um, And there was a ballot question that was really, really, really um, intense in 2021 around the future of policing. There was another ballot question that didn't get as much attention, and that was around our form of government. And so the the Department of Public Safety ballot question did not pass in 2021. The uh, strong mayor form of government did pass in 2021. And we're now learning that that was a much more profound impact on the day-to-day reality of what it means to live and work in Minneapolis. And it's something that's not paid attention. You to want to roll lot. it
1: back or change it?
2: I think that what we need to do is recognize that the voters did decide that that's, this is the form of government that they want. So that means that we need to make it a very strong form of that government, a very effective form of that government. And we need to really define
1: what the role of city council and mayor is under this new structure. Uh, we will talk again. I really appreciate you coming in and sharing your thoughts. We, we're a I don't want to say we're all cheering for you, but I'm cheering for you because the the success of this city is key to the success of all of us and the success of the state. Well, I appreciate that, and I appreciate you having me on. Elliot Payne from the Minneapolis City Council, the president. We'll be back in just a minute on Drive
0: 10.